What's going on, everyone? Kelly Cavalier here along with... John Robinson, also known as Mr. Showcase. And welcome back to another episode of Controversial Conversations. We thank everybody who has listened to the first two episodes, um, both great topics. We appreciate all the feedback. If you haven't, add some feedback, send us all the notes on it. Um, like I said, we're going to continue going with this as long as we deem fit, because we like to talk. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff to talk about, Kelly. There is, there is. Um, so today's topic, um, the amount of dances being done, choreographed in general, in general, all to the same song, named the same thing. We're, we're going to go off on the whole tangent across the board. Um, and the sad thing is we did this today and at the time of this recording. We had just actually finished writing a new dance together. <laughs> Which is awesome, by the way. And we went to look up the name, something to name it. We did it based. We looked it up based off the song title. And the sad thing is, we can't do that because there's like forty-seven different dances with this song title. Granted, none of them are to the song, but they have the same, the same name. And this puts it in perspective. The dance has been out at this point. What? Three days. The song has oh, the been song. out. The song has been out for three days, and there was already a dance published to copper up to it. Oops, we did a different level. We wrote to it anyway. So, shame, shame on us. But, <laughs> but, in perspective, we we, we we wanted to talk about this topic because one, someone did mention it in comments on one of our posts, and two, if you pay attention to Honky Tonk Highway, I've done two episodes on this with a number of guests. One with J.P. Potter, Darren Bailey, and Fred Whitehouse, and another one with Dave Baycroft, Trevor Thornton, and Tim Johnson talking about the amount of dances being choreographed today, especially during the pandemic. You'd assume, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, we weren't dancing for 18 months. We didn't have a single event. Yet, the same amount of dances were choreographed. Not at first. No, no, it Not was. Not at first, but... No, it was. We did the first month. The, we, the first episode was six weeks in. And the month we looked at that April compared to the previous April... Really? Within 11 dances, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back oh, to wow. get the exact. It was it was that close. We would thought maybe, and actually, if I'm not mistaken, we did it halfway through the month, and the new month was on pace to shatter the record, huh. shatter the amount done the year, previous year. Maybe it just felt like there weren't as many because <laughs> we weren't being exposed to them as much through right. dance events and stuff. You would you would think, and then I think the next episode we did when I did it with Trevor and Dave and Tim, um, huge shout out to Trevor. He, he did some research. We were like the twelfth day of the month in, and he looked up how many dancers were submitted to Coppernob already, and there was like two hundred and something in twelve days submitted to Coppernob. But the best thing was there was twenty seven different levels names. Mm. <laughs> like you had easy intermediate, phrased easy intermediate, high beginner, phrased high beginner, advanced or advanced phrased something. It was I have the list somewhere. <laughs> it's it, it was hysterical. It's almost like people are just – they don't pay attention to nothing across the board. Right. <laughs> and we were talking about this earlier, and here's my take on this whole thing. Okay, there's two aspects to this. Number one, you can't stop creativity. We all know that. Right. New songs come out all the time. And this drives me nuts because I'll be listening to the radio and go, ooh, I love this song. Wait a minute. It just sounds exactly like something else I've heard. Um, so that happens in all creative uh, arts. There will be, you, you just can't stop creativity. However, we also have this thing called the internet. So people can actually Google and look up things like you can go to Copper Knob and type in the name of your song and see if someone's already written a dance to it. Or you can type in the name that you're thinking of calling your dance. Just go to Google and put that title and line dance after it and you'll see if anything's actually called that already. Yeah. So I don't understand why anything should ever be duplicated as far as dance titles i have a, i had a my signature dance is called dangerous yeah so there's been several other dances that have come out and recently called dangerous now i'm not expecting everybody to know that i had a huge hit called dangerous back in 1997 many of these dancers weren't around then right but you can at least do your research and make sure huge hit called slow burn 97 right? was a good year i was a junior in high school John. <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but Slow Burn was another it, huge it, it, and that's still being done around the world today. It is. And a very popular choreographer who's well known on the circuit came out with a dance called Slow Burn just in the last few years. Um, just recently, last week, I think it was last week or this week, someone wrote a dance to the new the new version of the song from The Voice that was Blake Shelton and someone else, Islands in the Stream. And they called it Islands of the Stream. Anybody in the line dance world knows there's kind of a big hit yep. to the original version called Islands in the Stream. That people Why, still dance. That people still dance. Why would you do that? Or didn't someone a couple couple months back or like a couple weeks back, was it um, Travis, uh, the Travis Tritt song? Um, I think it was called, they called it the same name as the dance has been done for years in the club, but then they mm. called it 2.0. It's like, really? It right. Just, it's not, just, you're not upgrading it. <laughs> exactly. So the point here is do your research. It's very easy these days. We all have a smartphone, we all have access to a laptop or some sort of way to connect to the internet and find this stuff out. There is absolutely no reason. I'll repeat, there is absolutely no reason why you should have a dance called the exact same name as something else, unless you're just completely unaware of it, like you can't find it online, which is hard to believe. It's very easy to search these things out. First thing to do, first thing I do when I write a dance, just Google, Google the yeah. search engine, use it, and type in the name of the song and line dance. That's what I put. So let's say the song is called went down to Bartlesville yesterday. <laughs> so I'll type in, went down to Bartlesville yesterday, line dance, and just see what pops up. If there's a video of a dance or a step sheet pops up, then I go, oh, rats, I probably shouldn't release that. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's very, very easy to research this. Then go to Coppernob. You can go directly to Coppernob, search by the song title, type in your own title. Of course, their search engine is not completely not, the greatest because not. if you don't type in the exact match it won't bring up everything that's got those words in it and the one on the phone the app on the phone doesn't match the same search engine as the one on the internet mm. either mm. i i've noticed that many of times many people have the what you find on the phone app is not always what you find on the actual safari or google interface of copper knob either um i don't think the app updates on a regular basis got it the point is, do your research. Look it up. It's not hard these days. And also, there's, you know, people are like, oh, it should be okay if you write another dance to a, a piece of music if it's a different level. Well, why? Why is that necessary? There are so many, let's say, beginner level dances already in existence. I find it very challenging to believe that you can't find a single beginner dance that will fit that song that's already been put out there you have to write a new one for, and, for what purpose and no offense guys and we've had this talk before every song doesn't need a beginner dance written to it are you sure i'm positive <laughs> there are some songs i'm sorry that are phrased don't teach your beginners to dance through phrases and not listen to music that's one being a bad instructor because Coming from when I learned how to dance, you you have to give it, and and I know a lot of you disagree with me because you said you disagree with me because you say your dancers some somehow just don't want to progress, but you got to give your dancers something to thrive for, something to aim for. You got to give them that dance that they want to end up learning. I want to get to this level and be this good to learn this dance. It's not it's not one fair to the rest of the instructors that you just turn around and write over them, and choreographers, and two. It's not fair to your dancers that you're not pushing them. Don't tell me that you don't tell me that every one of the people in your new your beginner class don't want to progress to an improver level or don't want to progress to an intermediate level. That, that I'm I'm going to call BS on it. I I really am because I've never met a dancer, not one, that doesn't want to take that extra challenge. Not one. I've never met one. That, that, that at least not in my day right I, and I understand that where you're coming from with that Kelly um, also in relation to that that's a whole nother episode <laughs> <laughs> about I do that's one of the things I want to talk about in one of these, these episodes is teachers and teachers not providing the inspiration and the motivation for their students to grow and get better because the teacher that means more work for the teacher it's almost that's, like they're scared to lose the students too yeah that's a whole nother topic that is a whole but, other episode <laughs> but you know it's 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 great that we have floor splits that's not a bad thing no of course that's great you want nothing's more fun for me than when i'm at an event and let's say there's this hot new dance out by 
you know, so-and-so, and it's a definite intermediate level dance. And rather than the beginner sitting there and me sitting there because I don't know it, we can jump up and I'll say, let's go dance Mama Maria or, right. you know, K is for kicks or whatever easy little dance that people either already know or can easily follow along. Yep. And that's super great and fun. But at some point, I mean, we're already overwhelmed with dances. We can't stop that from happening. But when it comes to beginner level, I'm a judge. I judge choreography competitions quite frequently. And the amount of times that I see a really creative new beginner level dance is very rare. I can probably count it on one hand, the fingers on one hand. So why try to create something new when there's already stuff in existence and i get it i get it that you know it's a new song we should have a new dance but you don't really need a new beginner dance to every song that comes out there's so many good ones already in existence that will fit because 90 percent of beginner line dances go to all kinds of music (laughs) right and i'm pulling up something because i'm curious so i saw this and you just taught this at dancing up the storm and it made me think of it ah um bad habits ed sheeran right bad habits by ed sheeran did we really need every dance that was re- released to it? Off the cuff, just going really quickly, and I'm just looking at Copper Knob, and I'm not counting any other, like Line Dancer, um, the German website, ELD, any of those. Just off the cuff, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven dances. I'm not even on page two yet. 12, 13, no, 13, there we go. 15. 14, 14, because that's by Chris Ledoux. Uh. 14 to the Ed Sheeran song. Now, I'm just going to go off of names that I know of. Top names that have, have had dances that have taught nationally in the top 10 on Cop Knob on a regular basis. We have one... Two. I knew there was a third one. Three, four, four. Did we really need four? And two of them are beginners. Two of them are harder. Did we really all? Did did you guys as choreographers and I know we can't curve creativity. Did all of you not see the rest of them posted anywhere on the internet and say, "Oh, I'm not going to write to that because so and so did," or? I don't really need to release one to this Ed Sheeran track. I think, I remember if I'm not mistaken, this is his new album, but the last album a couple years ago, Chris mm-hmm. Gonzalez, awesome job, by the way. I remember this. I talked to him about this all the time. He did a list. He did. He took the first week the album was released, and he did a spreadsheet of how many dances were released to the album. It was like in the 60s, if I remember correctly. Something outrageous. There was one track that had like 18, 18 dances to in the first week the album was released. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, guys. I get it. You have to be creative. You can do things, all that. But there's how many songs in the world? Yeah. Do we so have let, to do let, that? Let me jump in here because, of course, I hear a great new song and I, and, you know, I want to write something to it if it motivates me. Not every new song motivates me. But if I, I hear a great track and I go, oh, this, my body wants to dance to this. So a lot of times... And, you know, I teach choreography classes and how to, how to do choreography, and I talk about music and mapping it out and all that kind of stuff. Well, unfortunately, that's not how my process works usually. I hear the song, I jump up, I start doing something to it, or write a dance to it in my van while I'm driving. Just did that on the way here. Um, and then, after I'm done with it, I go online and check, is there a dance already to this music? Which you'd think I would do it the other way around, but when you're a creative artist, you just have to jump up and dance to it. Then when I discover there's dances to that music, I'll say, oh, well, rats, I guess I won't use that song. And you know why I'm okay with that? Because there are millions of other tracks I can pick from. And you've got to know, right, people, you've got to know that when a new song comes out and it's a new album by somebody really popular, it's being played all over the radio, you've got to know a whole bunch of people are going to jump on that and try to write a dance to it. Again, I'm not saying that, you know, it's bad that you want to write a dance to it, but once you've realized especially if it's and this is going to take us off on another tangent because we can have unknown people writing a dance versus huge names writing a dance it doesn't mean that the huge name is going to have the best dance to the track so it's it's a it's a frustrating catch-22 like Mm -hmm. i've written dances that i thought were very cool to 
great songs and then just put them in the file because I don't want to, like you said, write over somebody else. Right. To me, it's a matter of, to me, this is my philosophy. I don't need to put that dance out there. It's great. I had fun writing it. Um, but I see, like, here, we've got 14 dances to this one song. Right. And there's probably going to be more. Yeah. That's oh, not going to be sure. the end of this. No, there, not even close. Are, well, and so my point is, here, I think this is what, what commonly happens. And correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. This You can probably shed some light on this. I personally feel many of these people are teachers looking at the list. So they're going to write this dance and then teach it to their students rather than teach somebody else's dance to that music. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the issue. A lot of these, not a lot, I don't want to generalize, but I think many of these teachers would rather promote their own choreography than to use a dance by someone else that might be better. Because looking at the number of counts and the number of levels on these particular tracks, you know, I'm seeing some very interesting ways that people are interpreting yeah. this music. Yeah, that was another one today. We, we, we looked at one today and it was a new song and we watched we looked up and there's four different dances released to it within the last week one currently pretty high up in the cop and op rankings at the time of this and we won't bring up the name of it but why not it's controversial well, it is controversial it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a song high horse the song new high song horse by breland um blanco and nelly um many people have written to it so far um four pretty big if i have to say you had Roth Baller, Shelley Blake, and his ICE program did one. You had Sebastian Hotland did one. Um, Trevor Thornton and Jason Turner just released one that he taught this past weekend at the time of this recording. And um, I forget who the fourth one is. But all four of them have different counts. The tag and the restarts are in different places. So, again, mind you, with my knowledge, three of those are pretty big names that have been in events. And they're all counting the song differently. That makes me curious. <laughs> First of all, right off the cusp, like again, I'm looking at this bad habit one, and for the most part, the bad habits was we and John are looking at this are mostly the same. And then you you have the one who, right, knows what you're doing, throws in a really random count, and it <laughs> it makes you it makes you question. Um, I remember uh, I I mentioned this on 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 my show on Line Dance Radio, and I think me and you've talked about this comment, um, Britt Bresic great up-and-coming choreographer has had some really cool dances released she's taught a couple events um released a track to the new uh, new song from the new space jam movie and um darren bailey commented on it oh man must have good taste i was just listening to the same song good luck with it and underneath it he got bombarded with comments saying no darren you should release yours too there's plenty of room for many many dances blah 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 I can't give this man kudos enough for his response to all these people, and he has done this before. Um, his exact response, and I'll remember it word for word. He goes, nope. He goes, I I wish Britt the best of luck. He goes, I hope it's a hit for her. I'll gladly teach it. I go, I am not in the business of making floor splits. That is from a top name guy in the crystal boodle war hall of fame saying that guys instructors and choreographers out there take notes please have some respect this is not the first time darren bailey's done this he did this with sound of silence he posted the music on facebook that he was releasing this at a new up-and-coming event and again guys don't just check one site like john said google it See if it's been on other sites because not everyone puts it to copper knob. You have right. Line Dancer, you have ELD, you have the German website. Kick People it. will post, kick it. People will post stuff to Facebook all the time that they're releasing a track. Check it all. Check to see if anybody's released the song and that they're getting the step sheet up because sometimes the step sheets take a couple days to get up. I, Darren released that he was releasing Sound of Silence. Guyton came along and released one. Darren didn't release his. People got upset. Why would he? He made a great point. Why am I going to release one that's going to be pretty much the same basic concept of Guyton's? Guyton came out with an amazing dance to it. Sure, Darren's would have been absolutely phenomenal, but like Darren said, not in the business of making floor splits. I just, like John says, millions and millions and millions of songs out there. Why do we all need to write to the same three? <laughs> this is leading me into another aspect of this. A lot of just looking at the list of people who've choreographed to bad habits 
um, some of them, many of them actually recognize their names. What I've noticed, I do a lot of judging of choreography comps. So I'm at a point now where I think I'm very, what's, I'm not sure what the word is that I want. I'm very critical, I guess, of new choreography. So one of the things that I do is I tour other people's dances, dances that I think are really good and should be out there and promoted and become big giant hits because I don't just enjoy teaching my own stuff and putting my own dances out there. I enjoy doing other people's dances that are fun and go to the music really well. And here's the thing that I've noticed, even with the big names who try to jump on a, you know, a song that just came out, and sometimes they rush that choreography, and it's not the greatest choreography on earth, to be perfectly blunt. There's many times that dances get thrown together because it's a new song, it's, you know, it's a big hit on the radio, oh my gosh, we gotta get a dance out to this. And I will give an example, I won't say who wrote it <laughs> or what the song was, but the music is a cha-cha. The music is a definite, clearly defined cha-cha. And the dance by a very well-known person is not. So was it thrown out there just to get on, get a jump on everybody else? Like, oh, this is a hot new track. I've got to put a dance out. That bothers me. And how many, also just looking at this list of names of the people who choreographed to Bad Habits, how many people actually know what rhythm that song is? And did they recognize it in their choreography? So this is something I think needs to be addressed as well when you're doing this choreography. And okay, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Chill Factor. We all know Chill Factor is a huge massive hit. It's been around forever. It's a classic. If you don't know Chill Factor, I don't know what planet you've been living on. If you've never seen it, where have you been? Right. And yet somebody has written, more than one person has written another dance to that particular track. Since Chill Factor has been out for years. Mm -hmm. Why do people do that? I don't understand that logic. What is your point? So no one's going to do it, even if you teach it to your local class. If, and right. I love it when people say, oh, my students don't go anywhere. Well, what if they do? What, what, yeah, exactly. what if they what break? Happens if they do? What if they break? Um, you might not like what I'm going to say. What if they break free from your control and decide to explore, spread their wings, and go exploring? They start attending dance conventions and they run out to the floor, Chill Factor comes on, and they go to do the thing that you taught them. And everybody else in the room is dancing Chill Factor, right? How is that doing them a service? How is that doing your students a service? I think, and may, again, I could be, I could be wrong, but. I get the feeling a lot of times people choreograph because then they're going to teach that to their class, right? Of course, people hope they're going to get a big hit. Unknown choreographers or, or up-and-coming choreographers think, oh, I can't wait till I get this one big hit and everybody does it and I'm going to be super popular, the dance will be super popular and, and maybe that'll help get people do more of your dances. That's fantastic. I don't have an issue with that. A, but a there... lot of us, no offense, a lot of us steer, at least I know I do now and me and you've talked about this. I don't ever write to a new track anymore. Mm -hmm. Today, I think today and at the time of this, today is the first time and besides Little Bit, when I wrote Little Bit, and again, I wrote Little Bit four months before anybody else and we saw what happened with that, 27 new dances to right. it come the first of the year. Um, because in years past, I'll write a dance and three minutes later, a big name will see the song and write on top. And I'll go and enter it in choreography competitions and I'll get comments like, oh, all I, all I can see is this person's dance when you do it. All I can see is this when you compete it thing. It, it's the same. It's, 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 it, and it's rough. It's hard. Um, it's hard for up-and-coming choreographers because, and I'll say this all the time, I think we have a harder time because... Mm. Here's the thing, though. It's a respect level, I think. Yes. Here's the thing with that, Kelly. If you pick a really cool track that no one has ever heard and you come out with an amazing, cool piece of choreography, that could get you a much bigger response than if you write to something that, so, and we've seen this in comps yeah. very recently where somebody brings a dance out to a song that already has a dance to it by someone on their judging panel. panel. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think, and that, that drives me nuts too. Um, and this coming from a guy who's been competing in this or the organization for five years, I, I find it a hard time, and I know the comments like, "Well, you, anybody can write to anything." I get that, guys. Mm -hmm. I really do. But no offense, if you're a line dancer anywhere in the country, do your homework. Do your homework. Don't bring a dance. And I remember this from Big Bang. 
a couple years ago, and I remember me and you, you, I videotaped you sat on the judging panel. <laughs> One person entered six dances. All six entries. It was the only time I think I've ever seen this person court the enter. It was just a random event. She entered a big bank. Every one of them was a big name line dance on the circuit. I think four of them were taught that weekend that had been out for a couple months. Every this big big song after big song after big song, and I'm like, we we all looked at each other like, and the other one I remember this to the day too. Somebody had a song that no one had used, but the entire dance was someone else's choreography in a different order. Oh yes, I remember. I judged that. Yes. <laughs> Be original. Come on. Be original in your choreography. I get told all the time, and me and I, I get told all the time, you know, you, you really should just do it more like this. You do it more like this. No, because then guess what? Every dance looks the same. Yes. You don't want to – I don't – I'm sorry. As a choreographer myself, I don't try to make my dances look like someone else's dance. I don't make my dances look like something else. Granted, nonchalantly, and we noticed – I noticed this the other day. Do you do you do certain things in, in dances sometimes because you hear the same track? Yes, that happens. Guyton Monday used to be synonymous for this. He, he would do this a sailor step. He would have sailor steps in every dance. <laughs> we did a joke dance. We because... <laughs> we, we did. We, I remember this. It was just Guyton Thunder. Yes, we actually did a dance, a fun dance, just to be funny to to kind of make fun of Guyton. Because he always had sailors and, and turning sailors, turning, yep. quarter sailor, half sailor. So we did a yeah. dance called Guyton's Thunder, and half of it was <laughs> sailor steps. Right, and it's 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 everyone has that little little nitbit. Scott Blevins has his little hit bump with like the little C, C thing, bump. the little C thing. Everyone does. Right, Barry Amad, Barry and Darianne always had something with something crazy like in, they they did. Everyone has their niche. Everyone has that little little thing. Why do you want to be like everybody else? Be original. Be original. Don't make your dance look like everyone's dances. That's another thing. Too many dances released today look alike. Yeah. Look, they look the same. You can't tell them apart. Right. I'm going to jump in here really quick. Please. So I've done a choreography session on my Patreon page, The John Robinson Show. Had a whole series of videos about choreography. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been judging choreography for a very long time. And I think I have a good bit of knowledge and, and I think I'm pretty good at, at judging choreography. Kelly and I just worked on a dance today. Um, we examined the song structure. I pointed out accents that I need. I felt we needed to hit, brought things to the forefront, pointed them out. We've, we figured out how to, to hit those things and make them cool with the movements and the patterns of the steps. So what I'm noticing as I watch, as I watch choreography comps is you almost have these two extremes. You have what I call the generic dances, where that people have just strung together some mm -hmm. basic patterns, like, oh, for a beginner dance, if I see one more quarter-turning jazz box to get you to the new wall, I'm going to scream. Because that seems to be the way to turn to a new wall. A quarter-turning jazz box. Everybody uses it. You know, There are other ways to make that happen. Think outside the box. So if you're, chore especially if you're choreographing to something that's hot and new, Give me something unique. Give me something exciting. Show me something I've never seen before. As an example, when I judged Kelly, sitting right next to me here, with his dance called Be My Mine, he did this really cool move where he did like a slow hitch walk backwards, and he had three of them in a row. And I thought that was really cool, and I thought, that's not anything radical, but I've never seen anybody do that in a dance before. And I thought it was like the neatest thing ever at the time. So. I toured that dance because it was something different and fun, and that's what I gravitate to, things that are interesting and unique. So many dances that I see are just rehashed combinations of other dances, like you touched on. And I saw that at the last comp that I judged very recently. There were many dances, it was just like they strung together patterns from other dances that they think are cool or that they know and put them in a different order. Well, part of good choreography is and um, interpreting the music, yes. Interpreting what's happening with the beats, what's happening with the instrumentation, what's happening in the vocals, and what's happening in the lyrics. There's a lot of levels to good choreography, if we're moving above beginner. But even beginner dancers can do that. Even beginner dancers can capture the nuance of the song and be interesting and fun. So take the time. If you are not sure what moves you should put into a dance. 
learn, explore, talk to one of us who's been doing this for a very long time, get some feedback. One of the things I suggested in my choreography course, go on YouTube, hello, do some research. I watch cool choreography of all different kinds. I'll go in, I have a couple choreographers, that, and I'm not talking line dancing. I have a couple choreographers I love to go watch and see what they do to music. Mm -hmm. And I'll watch different choreographers yep. do a routine to the same piece of music. Because it's really neat to see how different people bring out different nuances of the song. And sometimes they don't bring out the nuances of the song. So I'm like, well, that was disappointing. The same thing is true in our line dance world, right? There are many ways that you can accent and bring out the nuances of the track. Learn how to do that. Don't just string together basic step patterns because you know them from another dance. I see that way too often. The other extreme that I was gonna to touch on is the dances where they put every step, cool step they've ever thought they could into combine. Into a 32 count yeah. dance. <laughs> yes. Into a dance, and you're like, holy overload, Batman. Slow down, yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need, and I even said that at the last comp, one of the, one of the choreographers came to get feedback. And I said, to me, it appeared like you threw every cool move that you could ever think of into that dance and not all of that stuff fit what was happening in the song. Yeah. It's just like you just strung it all together so it would look cool. There's got to be a reason for that to be in the dance. And, so. and another thing is don't overdo it. Newsflash. No song, no country song from the 90s ever had phrasing where it called for an 180 count dance. <laughs> okay, that just happened too at the last competition. Nothing against the choreography, but put it to a song that the phrasing is meant for it. So country songs from the 90s that's not how country songs from the 90s went that was probably the best pure country dancing music we had mm. 90s country it had good beats it had great structure it had hooks it had everything that you want in choreography was 90s country that's probably when line dancing went through the biggest craze same thing with country couples yeah. dancing um the other thing you don't need to always choreograph with people. Prove, really? Prove yourself. Um, but we just wrote a dance. I, I get that. But if you look at it, <laughs> if you take away dances I've written with Trevor over the last six years that I've been back choreographing because I took a long time break from doing anything line dance related, I have choreographed a co-choreographed a total of two dances with you, one with Shane McKeever that never had a step sheet, has a video. It's been taught on Streamline over here. Two dancers with Chris Jocks for competition and one dancer with Daniel Trelot. So in six years, besides dances with Trevor Thornton, a couple for the bar and one or two things, I've only co-choreographed six times in six years. Earn your keep on your own name. Mm. It doesn't take 47 people to write an absolute beginner dance, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. You don't need... You don't need eight people to write a 48-count a intermediate dance. You just don't do it. Stop using big-name people to get your name out there. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just... What I see happening with that... It's bad. Yeah, what I see happening with that is... I can think of a specific example right now, and I'm not going to say out loud what it is, but there is a recent dance that was strung together, and I'm saying strung together because it was strung together, where people donated their eight counts, however you want to call it, but each person had like their own style and their own patterns. They didn't pay attention to own... the previous stuff written. Yeah, exactly. They already so did the eight counts. The they knew they dance were going to get was, it. Yeah. Sorry to be blunt, but the dance was shit because nothing flowed right. You know, Direction changes were weird. Um, it, didn't, it wasn't cohesive. And even some dances that have been big hits choreographed by some well-known names that we are quite well aware of are disjointed hmm? and should i say it <laughs> so there's this hugely popular dance it starts with the word ain't and ends with behaving <laughs> and i don't like it i know that it fills floors and it's very popular and was it up for did it was it up for an award at Crystal Boots? I can't okay, remember. It won. Oh, it won. Oh, one dance of the year. So there you go. I'm sorry. It won the Pro Choir yeah. Challenge in Chicago that year. Right. Yep. I don't like it. And you want? Do you want to know why I don't like it? It feels disjointed to me. No offense to the choreographer, and I'm serious about that. No offense to the choreographers because I love all those people who are, who are involved in that project. But the dance to me feels disjointed. It doesn't. It's like three different people slap stuff together, and it's not cohesive. You can have co choreography. 
that flows and makes sense and it feels good. I think what we put together, we did a dance called Zero to Crazy. It's one of my favorite pieces of choreography that I've been involved in because it flows, it makes sense, it works the music really well. When Guyton and Joe and I did a Cliche Love Song, yes, it worked, it, it, it comes out right, it feels mm -hmm. good. Sometimes you can do co-choreography and it actually makes sense because it gels and other times it should just be dropped. It's right. like, why, why are you... Don't just... force it. Don't force exactly, it. Exactly. I understand sometimes they're put in a position when, when they have no choice, like yes. some chore so like the pro choreography competition. Right. You don't know... You Well, in their case, they knew who their part, their team was, but they don't know the song until they get... Yes. They, it's the luck of anybody... So it's like when Joe go and, back and, and, and I... It. Yeah, it's like when Joe and Guy and I did Cliche Love Song yes. and wept in and it was a massive hit. Yeah. And then the next year we came back and the song we had was horribly phrased. Yeah. And we did a dance called Tonight Again, I think it was called which didn't go anywhere because even though we tried to choreograph stuff that made sense it just didn't work well enough with the song because the song was phrased so weirdly yes um, but you make a very valid point why if you're going to do choreography learn how to choreograph by yourself and then when you do a co-choreography it's kind of like a bonus thing it's like right you you like I enjoyed doing co-choreography with Kelly Here's our, here's our pro while we're on the topic, let me just go through the process. This is how I work. So when Kelly came to me with the idea for Zero to Crazy, he already had steps in mind. Things that he thought- I did have a couple, yeah. Yeah, things that he thought he had would, would want to do to the music and he showed them to me. And I was like, okay, I see where you're going with that. This little piece doesn't seem to flow quite as smoothly as it should. So what about this option? Try this and see how it feels on your body. That's what I tell him. See how this feels on your body. And then he would try it and go, okay now i see where you're going with that but what if we did this and then i'll be like oh yes that happened to us today when we were yeah, it did. we had to tweak one little section like over and over and then suddenly it just clicked where we did this it move did. like that's perfect that will that fits the music perfectly it's amazing it took us a long time just to get that one little section right. but the process was good we worked together well yeah. and the result i think is a great a right. great collaboration like no one no one i've co-choreographed with i've had a fight with like shane and i wrote the dance and i had it i had a basic outline of what i wanted to do because i did something to the original track we used a remix he brought his flair we altered my flair we put together trevor and i do the same thing me and trevor have this knack where we both hear a song and we click chris jocks did the same thing with keep it down when we won with it daniel trapot when we did worldwide beautiful that's how choreography work you should never have to force it you should never have to force something. And it, you should be able to come up with something pretty original, not something that mm -hmm. looks like a dance from seven years ago and it took seven of you to come up with. Right. <laughs> not to mention any dances that have been real, had to be put back on Copper Knob recently. <laughs> it's, it's important to remember, you know, choreography is a personal thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a form of expression. It's a form of creativity. Everybody's gonna hear something different in music um, and you'll interpret it differently. So this is a topic we should talk about. I think it would be really cool if, and we'll probably address this in, in a different episode that you're going to do about choreography. But I think it'd be really neat if at one of the choreography competitions, everybody had the same piece of music. Right, we didn't and talk about And then you had today. to come up with your own dance. It'd be really neat to yep. see what people come up with. And you know what would be neat for me is seeing which people come up with something clever yes. versus the people that come up with something generic because that is a, that's part of what choreography is is finding I tell people you need a hook you need something to grab people's attention yep. where they see that part of the dance and they go oh I want to learn that just because of that one move um, sometimes the entire dance can be a hook you know it just depends but learn to create something creative not something yes. generic and I think when we get on the, the, the um, big new songs that are out Everybody's in such a rush to put something out, it sometimes ends up being generic rather than being unique. Um, and I'll talk about bad habits because I just taught it. Everyone's going to hate me after these podcasts, Kelly. So, <laughs> but, yeah, they hate me after my Honky Tonk Highways anyway, so hey. But And I tell people this when, they get, when I judge them and they come up for feedback. I say, do you want me to sugarcoat it and be nice to you or do you want me to tell you the truth? I, I, I would yep. much rather tell the truth. So somebody at... Uh, some of the attendees, some an attendee coming to Dance Up a Storm, my event that I co-host, asked if I would teach or somebody would teach Bad Habits, yep. the new dance specifically by Gary, and, Gary Maggie. and Maggie. So I looked at it. I thought, 
yeah, I can do that. It's, you know, it looks interesting and, yep. and I like the song. I'd not heard the song yet. So I brought the dance there. And please, please, please understand, everybody. Don't go running to Meg and Gary and tell them I slagged their dance off. Um, but after doing the dance, it didn't grab me. Like, I don't feel a desire to run out to the floor and do it again. I didn't mind teaching it. I liked dancing it with those people at the time. But it's not something where I'm going to go tearing out to the floor every time I hear it. For example, Power Mix. Power Mix comes on. Madison Glover wrote that dance. I will knock you over to get up to the floor to do that dance because it just grabs me. I like how it feels. It's got cool moves in it. It's a phrased ABC thing, but it feel, it works great. It looks cool. You know, another, another dance that grabs me, which I have never learned and would love to, is Come Alive. I think Come Alive, Come is, alive a, yeah. is a really cool... It's, it's cool to watch, right? Yes. And I'd love to know how to do it as well. But my point is, you know, did Gary and Maggie... No offense, Gary and Maggie, if you ever hear this, because I love you guys, but did they you know, hurry to get this choreography done so that it's okay. I'm not, like, I'm not slandering it. It's just, I don't feel it captures all the nuances of that song. That's, that's... And another thing I think, too, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm an, I do like Ed Sheeran's music, but not every Ed Sheeran song is going to be a hit. <laughs> just like when Adele, when Adele was big, mm. everyone wanted to write to every Adele song, and when Greatest Showman came out, every granted I, I wrote to a greatest showman but I did off the reimagine but everyone was wanting to write to greatest showman stuff and stuff like that when Britney was popular Joey Warren mm -hmm. I, I, I think I asked him when I had him on my show what did you write more to Adele or Britney Spears and <laughs> it was the, it was a it was a joke for a while every Britney song came out not every song by a major artist is a hit Okay, if you look at if, if if you know anything about music, if you know anything about music from back when you actually had to buy a CD, so anybody over the under the age of thirty, ignore <laughs> what I'm about to say because you know nothing what I'm talking about. But there would be a, a fourteen to eighteen tracks on the CD. An artist might get lucky if four of those get put on the radio. Four out of fourteen to eighteen tracks. You know how many great line dance songs came off the other songs that are on that album? Mm. I'll use an example of my own. The song John talked about earlier for Be My Mind was a song called Fever. Adam Lambert. By Adam Lambert. The song was never released on the radio. You know what album it's off of? The same album you that Fred and Darren got trespassing. Same album. It was a track that was never released, no one ever heard of. Same album. So many hits come off that. Every time I hear an artist, and this is how I found I did a dance called Baptize Me. The song is by the ex-ambassadors from the show Game of Thrones. Anybody know who the little band named ex-ambassadors from? Little known hit called Unsteady from Guyton Monday. Hmm. Nobody would know it, though, unless you were a Game of Thrones fan, that they did music for the Game of Thrones. You'd be surprised how many unknown tracks you would find right. by artists. Don't so, always go for the popular ones, yeah. guys. So what I'm hearing you say there, if I'm understanding correctly, is look beyond what the big radio hits are or the, what you think the big radio hits could be. Those are the ones that are going to end up with 45 dances written right. to them. Find something unique. Find something different. I'll give you an example. When I was judging a comp in Finland, I love this example. So I was in Finland. And this was fantastic. Their choreography comp was one of the best I've, I've judged. The dance that won was written to, I believe if I remember correctly, a song by Evanescence. So Evanescence is a female-fronted heavy, metal, heavy band. metal band. Right. <laughs> and so they came out, the song came on, and I was like, what? and I, I actually love heavy metal, which people probably don't know that about me. And I was like, Oh my God, this is Evanescence. I can't believe they wrote a dance to this. And it actually won because it was cool right. and different and neat. And most people wouldn't think to write a line dance to a heavy metal song. Now, I'm not saying that dance became massively popular anywhere because right. most people wouldn't dance to a heavy metal song. But that's what I'm talking about. Find something unique and different to write to. It doesn't have to be every song. You, you know what? On this trip, I'm in Florida with Kelly right now. On this trip, I drove here from Indiana. On this trip, everywhere I've been, every gas station, every grocery store I've been in, every restaurant, 
all I've heard is line dance music everywhere. <laughs> We're sitting in the Mexican restaurant across the street from our house, the tequila bar, and all we heard was like eight out of the ten tracks in a row were line dance songs. Exactly. It, it, it's sad. We went to the PDQ to have lunch the other day. Mm. All line dance music. Yes. Same thing. So it, those are all radio hits, right? That's what I'm talking about. Those are all big hits that you hear all over the radio, which is great because then you know people are listening to it. People are going to like that track. It's popular. But a dance can make a track popular. So the song for um, Chill Factor is called Last Night. That's the name of the track. Nobody would ever have heard that music probably. Now they were using it in the swing world. Yep. But nobody in... in mainstream popular music would have known what that was if this line dance hadn't come out to it and and kind of made it a big hit in our circuit so don't be afraid to look beyond those those popular hits and try to find something different and unique that people might not be familiar with because then you could end up creating something massively popular to something nobody's heard before and that gives you an edge as well now i'm gonna i'm gonna go off on a little little geeky tech tangent here for a minute for those who are against anything Apple and don't like Mac, ignore this, but you're going to really regret <laughs> it. Apple iTunes has this very good thing. Apple Music, you can pay the $9.99 a month and you can download any song pretty much as long as it's an album track. Now, if you find a song and you click on it, you have the option to download it. What a lot of people don't realize is if you scroll down, and I'm, I'm probably going to give this away and I'm probably going to shoot myself. It will give you more songs by that artist from everything that he's ever released, but then it will also give you similar songs to that song by other artists of that genre. So if you look up, like we just wrote to Kane Brown today, if you go to that song, you can scroll down and it'll bring up every Kane Brown track so you can look through all the stuff of his past he's done and other stuff that are similar to his music. That song that you listen to, same thing if you do it to Luke Combs. If you look up Jason Aldean, same thing. So say you find a Jason Aldean track that has 17 different dances to it, which is very common these days. Scroll down. Look at other unknown artists that has a very similar yes. sound. Yeah. You might have that. You might find a track with almost that exact same beat that has a little bit more bass behind it that might work for your style that you can write to. I've done it before. I found... I found one that sounded a lot like Jason Aldean. His name was Jason Matthews. My first of my tonight starts now dance, mm. and it sounded it had that hit. It had it sounded like it was a Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan track, and it wasn't. It was by this unknown artist that no one ever heard of, and it worked. No one knew it. No one was going to touch it because they never heard of the guy. Right. And you you can do that. You don't have to write to the big name that's in the stars. You just don't. You guys can look up other artists. Perfect example. And I'll use this, Sound of Silence. Who and ever thought anybody would write a line dance to the song Sound of Silence? Not me. <laughs> Not anybody else. It's just it's just something you wouldn't think you were going to do. But Guyton did it. And it became a big hit for Guyton as a well. Huge hit. Massive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you can do that with Amazon as well. So for those of you that are on Amazon, that's one of the things I like about it. I can go into my Amazon account and scroll down and it shows me all the new releases that have come out this yep. week or last week or whatever and there's plenty listen to me kids there is plenty of music out there that you can choose from to choreograph to that no one has heard of and nobody's familiar with and that I, I will that's what I do a yeah. lot of the dances that I've written are not done to popular songs you hear on the radio mm. Hoot Nanny. Whoever, right, exactly. whoever heard of the Farm Incorporated? That's no, the name of the group. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's one of my biggest hits. Um, dangerous to Are You Dangerous by Jimmy Ray, right? Who would have known that song if, if I hadn't found it? No, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. So it, it, you can have big, massive hits to unknown tracks. You just need to do a little more research to find them and be open to that. Be open to finding different music yes. that people aren't familiar with. Hot Potato. Oh yeah, the Hopper, cartoons. The cartoons, exactly. <laughs> Who would ever thought? Yeah. <laughs> and look at that. That's that's another one. Exactly, another one. Um, you got to just be original. Find the tracks. Don't just write. We have so much music out there. It's it's overpowering. We don't need seventy four dances of the same music. We don't. And a, a lot of it, I feel, and this is coming from an up and comer. I feel a lot of it sometimes comes from a respect value. I feel that. Like 
no one take this personally because I think it's done across the board. Some of the bigger name choreographers just don't care what the up and comers do. They're like, yeah, they're nothing. They're going to court right on top of it. And you might say, oh, no, we don't do that. But go back and look at some of the dances you wrote and then go to see if anything was written to that song before you. And don't use the excuse, oh, well, nothing was ever done to that. It never became something. Mm. It didn't become something because turn around and someone with a big name released it and they go, oh, so-and-so released a dance. We can got to know this one. It happens, guys. Right. Contrary to what no one says, people do only learn dances based on the name on the step sheet. Mm. And I want to jump in really quick before we have to wrap this up today. Don't let any of this discourage you from doing choreography. We're not saying don't write no, a dance. No, that's not what we're saying We're at all. saying be clever. Do your research. Um, I have taught many dances by quote-unquote unknown choreographers or yep up-and-coming choreographers because I feel the choreography has merit. I don't care whose name is on the step sheet. If it's a great dance, I want to spread it around. And there are many dances that became huge. As an example, um, oh, that just went right out of my head. Rhea Voss. Memory. Bittersweet memory. Thank you. <laughs> right. So Tina Foster, I believe, taught that. Somebody taught it first. Maybe it was Tina Foster or maybe it was um, someone else. I can't remember. But somebody taught it at Worlds and there was hardly anybody there for the lesson. And I just thought that the choreography flowed really well. It was a beautiful track, well put together. And Rhea Voss wasn't a big name here in the States yet. Okay. She wasn't that well known at that time. She'd never been over here. So I toured that dance everywhere that year. And it became a huge hit for her. And then suddenly she was being invited over here to teach at workshops and stuff. So let that be an inspiration to you as well. There's a lot of people who, I mean, I wasn't a big name when I first came on the scene. I had to choreograph a bunch of stuff before. Well, no, I, it was really my third dance that became a huge hit. I'm kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to, you know, and, and okay, backing up. Well, I'm going to jump back really quick to the 90s when I first started. The first choreography competition I entered had over 100 entries in it. It was at the, the Dance Team Showdown, which mm -hmm. is now Jamie Marshall's Fort Wayne Dance for All. Yep. Out of 100 and some entries, I took first and second place, which just blew my mind. I did not expect that to happen. And the songs that I used were by popular artists back in the 90s, but they weren't popular radio tracks. They were album cuts. They were songs that people, they weren't played on the radio. Right. And those dances won. So just, just be creative. Do some research. Look up music that maybe no one's ever heard because there's so much good music out there, people. There's so much good music that we're not familiar with. And do your best. Come up with something really cool and clever. Exactly. Um, once again, guys, um, glad you're. Li hopefully, you're enjoying them. Glad you uh, tuned in. Again, if you have feedback, if you have any comments, please send it to us. We'll gladly do follow-up shows on any one of our topics um, if if it merits it and we get enough feedback. Again, if you have topic ideas, please send it to either me or John. We'll gladly take requests. And uh, like we said in previous episodes, we will pretty much talk about anything. We can, have, we can take up an hour, if not more, <laughs> on almost any topic in the line dance world. So, until then, I'm Kelly Cavallero. And I'm John Robinson, also known as Mr. Showcase. Until next time, see ya.